Hello, everyone, and welcome to Peace, Love, and Robots, a podcast about anything and everything and all that's in between. I am your host, Jeremy, and this is episode number three for September 23rd of 2020. Yeah, it's still 2020. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the ads you hear at the beginning and end of every show. So if you can just listen all the way through, that will help me even a little bit. And you can also rate, review, and share the show. Every listener helps. Thanks for listening. I knew I could count on you. Let's get to the show. You all know this podcast was started as an accountability tool to let you know just how much I've been writing. And, well, here's a little update. Last week, I wrote about a thousand words. Yeah. Thank you very much. A thousand words. Thank you. Thank you. It's more than the week before when I didn't write anything. So, uh, moving the chains. Moving the chains. A thousand words is better than none. So, here's hoping next week is a little bit more fruitful. But I guess we'll see. Because I used to have a goal of a thousand words a day. And that doesn't happen anymore. But it does feel good to write. It's uh, it's reinvigorating. It's like knocking the rust off of a bike chain that's been sitting in the rain for a bunch of years. And it starts to move a little faster. You get oiled up and you get moving. So I'm I'm really, really uh, happy writing. It's it's great. And what inspired me was I, I work at a institute of higher learning at college and I have been exposed to a screenwriting class and I was a screenwriting student back in the day a long time ago and I was inspired sitting in and listening to these students working on their stories and I kind of love the community that's built around creation and creative um, creative Ex, uh, what is it? Uh, creative exercises. I don't know. I can't think of the word. Creative adventures. <laughs> I'm inspired by that because community built around that really helps you get further because you can sort of soften up the hard edges and make things better uh, together because really you're stronger when you're with a bunch of people that are trying to do the same thing and they're not trying to uh, kill each other over over uh, getting a job or things like that. There's no competition when you're all kind of starting at the ground level. So it's really a lot of fun. So I've been inspired by these kids and I'm I, I just love I just love writing and it feels good to write. It, it reminds me of this scene from a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I actually don't think I've seen it for probably over 15 years. It's the movie Finding Forrester. So that's my movie recommendation for the week. If you can go out and find Finding Forrester, I'm not sure where it's streaming. You might have to rent it or uh, something. I don't know. Go up to the Blockbuster and and uh, pull the DVD off the shelf. <laughs> but I haven't seen it in a long time. And, and the movie uh, basically is about this uh, reclusive writer, J.D. Salinger type, played by Sean Connery. He uh, sort of starts mentoring this this kid in the inner city who is a very talented writer. And there's a scene where he tells him how to just write. And I, I'm thinking about that scene. I'm going to throw it here. Let's take a listen to it. 
A season of face perfection. What's this? Start typing that. Sometimes a simple rhythm of typing gets us from page one to page two. And when you begin to feel your own words, start typing them. For God's sake! Yes! Yes! You're the man now, dog! I love Sean Connery. I think that might have been one of his last roles. I'm not sure how many he did after that movie, but it's a it's a great movie. He retired a long time ago. I should look up what movie was his last one. I'm not sure what it was. What's happening in my world? Well, look, most people my age, I'm on Facebook. For you kids, Facebook is like Instagram, except you can find out who in your family is either a racist or a communist. It's pretty great. It's basically Twitter with no character limit, and you can write posts as long or as pithy as you would like. Anyway, I keep my Facebook profile locked down like Fort Knox. I don't let anybody in there. I know that can be uh, narcissistic. Well, maybe because I'm shy, but some people would say that shyness is kind of a form of narcissism, but I don't friend request anyone. If you get on my friend list, you have to friend request me. And that's, I guess, a little arrogant. But you know what? I'm old enough to have earned being a little arrogant. I've got 50 likes on Facebook on a podcast with only three episodes. Okay, my horse isn't that high. But uh, I, don't let, I, don't, I don't friend request anyone. I let people friend request me. That's the point I'm trying to make. That being said, I do get a handful of requests from people I don't know happens a few times a year, and I usually ignore them. Because that's what a well-adjusted individual would do. But I'm not that well-adjusted. Sometimes. Most of the time. But I was thinking, you know, there are groups on Facebook. They're private groups. Usually, usually like, you know, I'm in a few that are for selling stuff around my local area. Or I'm in... Uh, a group for uh, a music artists that I really enjoy from the 80s that's a private group or things like that. And what they do is to kind of be gatekeepers and not allow, you know, bots in or something, not allow people in to troll, I guess. They, they have questions that you have to answer in order to sort of be involved in the community. The admins sort of look at them and decide, you know, yeah, we can let you in and no, we won't let him in or whatever. They, it's, it's a great way to filter out people that don't really belong in certain groups. It's, it's the, uh, it sort of makes things more exclusive, I guess. And to be honest, I, I really wish that they would let those of us with personal profiles that are locked down a bit do the same thing. Where I could ask people a bunch of silly questions 
just to see if they really think being my friend is worth it. You know, it's worth the energy of being my friend because I require a lot of energy. Well, maybe not really. I'm not that needy. But I thought maybe I would ask some silly questions. And these are the questions that I would ask, the type of questions I would ask in order to gain access to to my throne room, to my Facebook profile, because that's what everybody wants to do, right? They want to be my friend because I am a narcissist. Not really a narcissist. Honestly, I think I uh, embrace my flaws a bit more than most people, and the whole idea of being being a narcissist is a complete and total joke. I have to explain that because there are people out there who may not understand that. But I'm not a narcissist. I just don't let people, uh, I just don't friend request people on Facebook. Kind of makes the joke not funny when you have to explain it, but this is the world we live in, and it's 2020. I feel like that's... uh, that uh, oh well, it's it's 2020 is going to be the uh, the uh, the the phrase we use for years to explain why things went wrong, especially this year. Oh, that's because it was 2020. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, what questions would I ask? You know, something like uh, if you were forced to be a Muppet for the rest of your life, which one would you like it to be? A good person would probably select someone like uh, Kermit, and that's cool. Or uh, someone who is a little, uh, uh, likes to joke around and bust chops, and they would pick like Statler and Waldorf. That's cool. Or maybe they're a little nerdy. They'd pick Bunsen or uh, Dr. Honeydew. Well, that's the same guy, Bunsen Honeydew. See, that's how much I'm up on the, the, the Muppet lingo, you know. Uh, or Beaker, that's cool. But if you pick Miss Piggy... I, I, you're, you're out, you're out, completely out, because Miss Piggy is the worst, okay, another question I'd ask, is The Princess Bride a comedy or a fairy tale, here's a clue, it's a fairy tale, it's not a comedy, it happens to be funny, but anybody who says it's a comedy is lying to themselves, or just a super nerd, trying to justify that their movie, their favorite movie, which is just nerdy and a fairy tale, is a comedy. It just happens to be funny. Even IMDb does not list The Princess Bride as a comedy. Anyway, if I had something in my teeth while we are talking in person, how would you tell me? This is a trick question. Because the correct answer is that you wouldn't. Because when I finally notice... It in an hour later, while looking in the bathroom mirror, I will torture myself wondering how long it was there. Okay? Most of my friends would do the same thing. And you belong in my friend circle if that's what you'd do. Another, another question. This is a big one. This is a big one. Because I know season's coming up. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. No, it's not. If you answer yes, you're right out. Of course, if you're my friend already and you answer yes, you can leave on your own volition. You have chosen to be my friend. And and my opinion is, of course, that no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It just happens to take place during the Christmas season. And to its credit, has one of the most underrated Christmas songs featured in the beginning, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. But that does not make it a Christmas movie. Okay. 
I gotta, gotta breathe. I, I've triggered myself. Enough about this. Enough about these questions. All these questions. Let's just talk about one more question. The question of the week. Now I haven't gotten a lot of responses to the question of the week since I started, and that's okay. I'm not. I'm not hurt that much. Okay, I'm not hurt. I know I'm a new show. It's a new show, new followers, everything. But I'm still going to keep pushing forward because if I keep building the format, eventually I'll have people respond. You'd think. I'm not going to guilt you into doing it, huh? This week's question goes back to the original discussion we had earlier. Before all the talk of questions, all the talk of the Princess Bride not being a comedy, all that talk. Before all that, we talked about screenwriting. I loved writing. Loved it. I wrote a lot when I was younger. When my son was nine months old, who's now 18, almost 19, I wrote every day. When I was a stay-at-home dad, I wrote a thousand words a day. But then I had more children, and I gave up writing. I stopped writing, but I willed it back into life. So have you ever had a dream die, only to will it back into life? That's the question. If you have an answer to this question, for the question of the week, drop me a line at peaceloveandrobotspod at gmail.com. That's peace, love, and robots pod, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail by giving me a call at 585-371-8986. That's 585-371-8986, and I'll play it on the show. That's about all I have to say this week. I'm sure this show will grow. Someday I might even have a guest on with me. But until then, be nice to each other. It's our only hope. If you like what you heard here and think your friends will like it too, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Listen to five episodes, you'll get the sixth for free. What a deal. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.